So yeah, Tess, why don't you give your former position and current position and tell us what you do? <laughs> former position is in like San Diego Padres. Yeah, I guess what okay, you used to okay. do for. So my name is Tess Bloom. I am the director of marketing and communications for the Amarillo Sod Poodles, formerly the AA affiliate of the San Diego Padres, and yesterday has unofficially become the AA affiliate of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Wow. So, you know, you're a Padres fan. Well, you grew up in San Diego, so you were a Padres fan. So this was like a dream come true. You were on the doorsteps of the Padres. (laughs) And then this happens. So you got to be a little heartbroken. Yeah. um, From my perspective, you know, from the minor league baseball, obviously the Padres are a super exciting team to be with right now. They have a lot. They have the number one farm system in baseball. And then after offloading, their um, farm system this summer tried to win the World Series, which obviously didn't happen. Um, <laughs> they became the number two system, which is still obviously fantastic. It's yeah. a really exciting organization from the bottom up. Um, you know, obviously they have the Manny Machado and the Fernando Tatis, but they also have some really exciting players in their system. So it is, you know, coming from San Diego, a little upsetting in that perspective from a personal level, but. Uh, for the Diamondbacks, you know, they're the number six system in baseball. So it's not like oh, we're going fine. too far. They have five of the top 100 prospects in baseball right now. Um, and That's they're incredible. also super exciting, you know, because they are obviously not championship contenders right now um, at the major league level that they are going to rely heavily on their farm system. So it's a really exciting time to actually be a Diamondbacks affiliate. Um, although I am personally upset that it's a Padres. It could be a lot worse. <laughs> I think that. If it's not going to be the Padres, I think the Diamondbacks is exactly where I would like to be. So, yeah, it's cool. And you guys are you're not too far away from Arizona itself, so that's cool. Um, yeah, um, last year I went to spring training, and that was in Phoenix, and it was a ten hour drive. But Amarillo Airport does not have many direct flights, but Phoenix is one <laughs> of them. So, oh, sweet, that is one benefit. So that means they'll probably keep their people in the farm system in order to develop them, which is better for you guys. That's awesome. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, all right, so pretend I, and I honestly don't know much, pretend I know nothing. What exactly happened yesterday? Because it was a big deal that I kind of felt like got swept under the rug if you weren't involved in minor league baseball. Yeah, so essentially what happened was in 2020, um, this is kind of the the long version a little bit. Uh, yeah, in 2020, it. the Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball um, and the Players Associ- Association, their PBA ended which means that the relationship between all minor league clubs and minor league baseball as an entity um, dissolved. So for every, for every team what happened was major league baseball had said, you know, we don't, we want to rework this contract in terms of the amount of teams we have, the amount of players we're drafting, um, how the whole farm system works, like what amenities they have and stuff like that. So back in, I think 2018, it was first released by Baseball America, and it essentially said that there was a bunch of teams that were going to get cut in 2020. And then going from 2019, um, we thought the worst thing that was going to happen in 2020 was this uh, PBA. uh, And uh, look at that. But uh, yeah, 2020 surprised us. But uh, what essentially happened was. 40 teams were cut from Major League Baseball affiliation. So there's five levels, five to six, depending on the organization um, of Minor League Baseball. And they just went down yesterday to four. 
so that means that 40 teams across the nation in small communities um, were cut. And obviously it's a really sad day. There's a couple of leagues that have been created from indie ball and stuff like that that aren't affiliated with major league teams, but there's also some teams that have already announced that they are season operations. Yeah, I know in upstate New York where I am, the Valley Cats are no longer part of the Astros. And that's awful because we grew up up here like going to the Valley Cats games. And the Astros became a great team, and we saw all those young players come through up through the Valley Cats. And now I think they're going to become independent unless maybe the Mets or Yankees picks them up. But, yeah, that's a bummer for upstate, up in Troy, too. That sucks. I was actually really surprised personally about the Valley Cats. Um, and I don't necessarily think that it's because of the Valley Cats organization. Um, I think it was more because, so there was four criteria that Major League Baseball picked on, which they say that they picked on. I don't know (laughs) the truth of this, but um, it was the amenities at the ballpark. It was the location to the parent club. Um, It was like travel within the league. Okay. And there was one more criteria that I can't think about right now. Um, but I think that the Valley Cats was more of the location of the parent club. Obviously, they're not, um, and they're not anywhere near Houston, no, Texas. Not at all. But also because of the fact that the Valley Cats use HVCC's uh, facility, they cannot be full season. So right now, the Valley Cats start in I think late May or early June, um, and so they get the after draft guys for the most part. Right. So they're getting the guys that were just drafted out of high school or college. Um, so that's why they were one of the lowest levels. Now getting rid of that level, all teams are going to be full season. So they're all going to start in April and go to till September in a normal year. I don't know about COVID, obviously. but yeah. um, So I think that that might have been one of the reasons. Obviously, I think location is a big thing because Yankees and Mets are already affiliated with other organizations in that league. Um, yeah. But I, I do think a big thing is that because the Valley Cats are a very well-run organization – from even the front office level, they do have a smaller like scale, but they're like super well run and everything. I mean, I loved going to the game. So I think that it is really more from that aspect, location and not being able to use a facility probably until June. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. So we get forty teams gone. So now how does it work with like does the MLB pay the minor leagues or the minor leagues have to produce all of their own revenue? So the MLB, so what happens essentially is we'll sign a player development contract with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay. So once the player development license with MLB uh, comes out, um, so that's the M player development, MDL. There we go. No, <laughs> PDL. Jeez. Okay. We're, we're, we're doing great. Um, so once the PDL comes out, uh, we will sign a PDC. So we sign a PDC with the major league organization. And that's essentially what it says is they give us the talent to put on the field and we have to supply everything else. They'll help. So for instance, like um, from the aspect of we're a bus league in the Texas league. So we travel all via bus. There's no flights in our league. Uh, okay. And that's for the majority of uh, minor league leagues yeah, uh, until you get to AAA, which is the highest level. The majority of them are bus leagues. Um, yeah. But obviously in Texas, Texas is massive, and we're going from Texas to Oklahoma to Springfield, Missouri, and potentially Wichita, Kansas is getting added into our league. And we go oh, to Corpus Christi, Texas, which is like a 10-hour bus ride. Um, 
so we we supply a bus but then like for instance some organizations want and the Padres did I don't know about what the Diamondbacks will do but the Padres um they wanted a sleeper bus for their guys to have the option to lay in beds so it was a bus that was it was really nice um it was like three bunk beds in each row so they would offset some of the cost with that but for the most part uh I mean we're we're supposed to raise our own revenue um obviously they pay the players so that's a little bit different from indie league so all these teams that are potentially going to be indie leagues from those 40 teams that were cut they'll now now have to pay players um which is obviously a huge cost not that indie players are necessarily getting a lot of money um but the talent is going to be exponentially higher now in those indie levels just because the draft is getting cut so much shorter um, in terms of rounds. I don't think, I think in the PDL is when they're going to decide how many rounds there actually is, but we do know that it's getting cut significantly, but um, for the most part, all our minor league operations are done through sponsorship, ticket revenue, merchandise, and all of that. Right. So that makes sense. So basically what they say is we supply the entertainment and you have to make your money elsewhere. That makes sense because yeah. they, they, they provide the players. So, oh yeah, I didn't, so I didn't think about that. So the draft, the baseball draft is the longest draft in sports. Um, do you know how many rounds it is now? I believe it is in the 40s. Jeez, that is a lot. But they used to have to, they used to, have to fill all those teams. So I guess from that point of view, I can understand why you cut the teams. And that means you'd have, or you cut the amount of p- p- players you draft, you have to cut the teams, but that doesn't, really account for all the local small towns, all the people that work there. Like that sucks for the 40 plus teams. That's probably you know, a couple thousand people that have to find a new job or find a way to make it work now. Yeah. And I mean, from the perspective of not only the front office staff, but even the people that got part-time employment at those ballparks during the summer that relied on that income, whether they were a ticket taker or working in the parking lot or doing concessions, obviously, it's a little bit easier to find those kind of jobs, but I mean, they still definitely relied on that income. We saw that even when we had to cancel our twenty nine or twenty twenty season, um, we saw a lot of people that you know relied on that income from twenty nineteen, and we're looking forward to it for twenty twenty. So it's not necessarily just the full time people impacted. There's probably thousands of hundreds, if not thousands, of part time employees as well throughout those yeah. communities. That's terrible. So yeah, it says here it's normally forty rounds. This upcoming year, and I think it probably, yeah, it already happened. It was only five rounds. And yes. then going forward, it's half to 20 rounds. That was speculative. It might change. Um, but so th- is this something they've been trying to do for a while, do you know, or is this because of COVID? No, this, this, they had released in 2018 that they were going to try to do this. Um, wow. So this, this has been around, um, but obviously from the perspective of, you know, minor league owners, a lot of minor league owners are, um, you know, there's obviously some major ownership groups, but for the most part, a lot of, you know, minor league owners either own a team or two. Um, we're fortunate to be in the Elmore sports group. So we're actually the largest minor league ownership in the country. Oh, wow. um, and they own seven teams, but even then I believe two, I believe two were not asked to affiliate, um, did not receive affiliation contracts. So obviously, that is really unfortunate for them, but I believe both of them have announced that they're joining um, different independent leagues. So that's great that they get to keep baseball in those communities. But for the most part, you know, COVID from the perspective of the ownership, like COVID didn't help their fighting chance against MLB in terms of no. wanting to keep 
those teams. So, you know, not having income in 2020 didn't exactly give them the ammunition that they needed. Yeah, because basically it's like, all right, we'll have this year to prove how valuable you are, and then you can't do anything anyway. That's awful. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's that's definitely a bummer. I know independent baseball, I mean, that's good that they'll switch over to independent, but that is not easy to do, one, for the players, and two, for the people that have to now pay all those players. Because my brother was looking into independent baseball, but they don't pay you a good amount of money. Definitely not as much as an MLB team would pay you if they drafted you. Um, so that'll be tough, but when it does work, I know MLB teams find players in the independent leagues all the time. So they're definitely the, uh, product on the field will be much better now because there'll be a lot more players to choose from. Yeah. And MLB already announced that there's a couple of leagues that have come out as independent that are still going to be affiliated with MLB. So they'll essentially be, um, like one of them is called the MLB draft league. Um, and that will be right before. So it's going to be from, I believe May to july well it's going to be a may to like september season but there's two halves so it's may to july and then after is july to september and it's literally going to be a prospect league um and that's the whole point is for them to get drafted um so they're draft eligible players so they're either in college right now they're in high school or not in high school they graduated from high school or whatever it is but um so there's ways that I think the MLB is looking towards not completely disaffiliating with these organizations. I just haven't Good. necessarily said exactly how, but yeah. I'm hoping that in the near future, they're going to kind of give out steps of how all of this is going to work. And the fact that, you know, there, there are some markets obviously where I don't think that Indy will work for instance, like Staten Island, the Staten Island Yankees have been affiliated with the Yankees for for forever, um, and they just <laughs> yeah. announced that they're seizing operations because they uh, do not believe it'll be beneficial to not have the Yankees affiliation. Um, so that's obviously really sad wow. for them. Hopefully, I don't. I think the majority of teams are going indie, um, which is good. But you know, for the most part, I don't know how the paying of players and all of that is going to work. But I would assume, honestly, it might be even lower in terms of salaries just because these guys want to get drafted. Yeah, I know. The I think the Valley Cats owner said, they, if anything, they moved to independent. So that's good for up here, at least. But um, all right. So we will keep an eye on that as more time goes on. Tess, thank you for coming on and giving us your professional insight. And Absolutely. I guess go Diamondbacks, right? Go Diamondbacks. Go Diamondbacks. <laughs> uh, I think their new thing is um, rattle on. <laughs> all right rattle on it is all right cool tess thanks for coming on appreciate it yeah no problem